0: heisting with oceans 11 as always i'm kate and i'm here with adrian
1: hey how's it going And matt hello
0: and to bring us through this deep dive is matt not me
1: well one this is definitely not going to be a deep dive because <laughs> this is going to be a very shallow dive um, but it's an ocean matt
0: and there's 11 of it's them an ocean
1: is there yeah sharks? <laughs> yeah did they but try the fr- to train
2: did they try to train a shark to do the heist is what i need to know
1: no, um, but also this franchise is definitely not the size of an ocean like we've covered in some not of the gonna other
0: I'm not going to lie, I, I'm a little disappointed in movies.
1: So, to start off, as we always do the intro question, I'm just going to be like, have you seen the movies? Which I'm assuming, yes, but the main question I got really outside of you've seen them. Have you seen them anytime recently?
0: So, I have watched clips. Does that count? I've rewatched some of, like, the planning clips and stuff like that. Um, and then I've watched other, well, because... I've watched, I'm trying to figure out how to, they, like, they do it where they put, like, a clip of one movie, like, beneath another movie, and they, like, did that with, like, the Ocean's Eleven planning scene with, like, five other heist movies that came after a planning scene to, like, show how much it was the same thing. Yes. So if that counts, I've seen it recently.
1: No, that does not count, but yes, we will definitely talk about all the stuff that came afterwards, for sure. Adrian.
2: Yeah, I mean, I have saw them, like, when they came out. They were kind of like one of those things that, like, my dad was like, hey, I got Ocean's Eleven, so, like, we watched it. But I haven't watched it in years, to be honest. Um, I probably won't even remember half the characters outside of Clooney, Pitt, and Damon, really. <laughs> like, I can't really think of who else was in it. Um, but I'm sure I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that person was in this. Um, but, I mean, I haven't seen it recently, mainly because, like, there's other heist movies that I think do it, you know. Pick up that torch. So I haven't been like, hey, I'm gonna go watch this Love. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go watch Baby Driver or like Ant-Man or something. If I want a heist movie.
0: I did watch it all the time when it came on TNT when I had cable. Because it came on TNT a lot. So I did watch that a lot.
1: Yeah, I was kind of in that boat of, like, with Adrian, I've watched it all when it came out. I think I saw the last two, the sequel and the other ones, in theaters when they came out. I don't recall seeing the first one in theaters, but after that I did. And then, like, I watched them, like, when it came on, you know, if I actually, if somebody had it on, like, on TV or something like that, I watched it. But I just never went back and watched it as much as I did enjoy these movies. I just never, but I'm also not a person, as everybody knows, that re-watches movies all the time. So it's kind of like, I get my one watch in, I fill it in, we're good, remember what happens, we're good.
2: Yeah, Ocean's Eleven kind of feels like one of the like, movies that you watch it, or like the Ocean's movies. Kind of feel like goes, you watch it, like you see how they do the heist, and then like, the, I'd watch it again to to watch them do the heist again, like they they've already done it. I also didn't see Ocean's Eight. I don't know. I don't I think, count that one, so we're good. I saw Ocean's Eight.
0: I watched it and it was trash.
2: <laughs> I was kind of just mad they had all those characters in the
0: not ones. a Latina just, at all anywhere.
2: You know, just. If more, bunch of white women doing a heist. I was like, all right, okay. No, I'm looking at the cast list. I'm like, oh, yeah, wait. These actors yeah. were in this thing. So, this, this is a good so franchise. So, yeah, so let's get we'll
1: start with the background. And the first thing is, obviously, I didn't know what to call this. I guess it's actually called, from what I found from kind of the Google, they call it the Ocean's Eleven, like, either Ocean's Series or Ocean's Eleven French uh, movies per se because there's really nothing there it's just a solid trilogy um, which is also something these days that we've kind of moved away from where we have to make sure every franchise lasts for 45 freaking years and we get more than three just three solid movies
0: i stand by the fact that there should be 11 oceans 11 movies. yes 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 the I'm title not, is a letdown Matt. i'm not
1: saying you're wrong it is a little weird that they did that Um, But anyways, um, the funny thing about this when I looked it up and I didn't realize is it came out, the first one comes out in 2001. I did not realize it's been 20 years, which is obviously why we were doing this episode, but it still hit when I did.
0: That's, I don't like realizing that things are about my brother's age. Because then I'm like, oh, wow, I've been alive a long time.
1: (laughs) Um, But
2: I just I just think about it. But where where was I in 2011? Like I'm in like elementary school,
1: chilling, uh, vibing out, like, I'm watching Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> um, uh, but no, um, we do have. So basically, the the trailer- Wait, 2001 or 2011? 2001. Oh, oh Adrian 2001. said
0: 2011. Oh,
1: 2001. I was Sorry, like, yeah, I'm
0: confused. Matt, you were not in high school at 2001. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> not that old. Yeah. 2000. In 2001. 2000-
1: no, my bad. I had not started 2000. My bad. The year before, Sir, no, my bad, my bad. Man, I know you're older you than, than I am, but... No, no, <laughs> I'm not. I don't is know my age. Like, my no, that is correct. My bad. I had, I'm still in middle school at this point. I got about into the year before I go to high school. My bad. Anyways.
0: Anyways, crisis whatever. Over here now. anyways,
1: the series run this nice trilogy runs from 2001 to 2007. Obviously, there's three movies, then we get this, then 12, 11 years later, they decided to do this spin uh, spinoff in 2018, which I guess technically counts, but we, nobody cares about. Um, and we'll make that Adam clear on this episode. Um, but basically, it's based off the 1960s Rat Pack film of the same name, Ocean's Eleven, that was directed by, like, and created by, like, Lewis Milestone, and it starred, and it was kind of famous for, for having the quote-unquote Rat Pack of the 60s, you know, Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis, and all of them.
0: The Rat Pack was dope. I will say that. I, like... I don't like old content that much. Like, I'm not one of those critic people who, like, Ugh, black and white films, that's the way you go. Um, I don't know why I did that voice, but the rap pack was really cool.
1: Yeah, what was that? Yeah, I, what don't was know. that voice? I was thinking about like, I don't know, but,
0: like, the Rotten Tomatoes, like, little circles where it's like a dude with, like, white I, I know hair what it was. I know what it was. Mahogany desk. You were
1: trying to be Don Cheadle from the first movie.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'm going to tune with.
0: That was my man voice i was trying to do an old
1: man voice <laughs> um but anyways like i said from 2001 to 2007 there are three main films these were all directed by steven uh soderbergh is that how you say his name Soderbergh. yeah which is apparently he's done a lot of things and probably the only yes. director that's been nominated for best fight like thing for like uh i think it's best film in the same for two films um best film for two films in one year something that would tr- he's a really good director yeah and then obviously written by uh, george c johnson george uh nolief uh brian Coppelman man and david levine which funny thing is i saw brian Coppelman and i was like is that the same dude that used to write for Grantland with bill simmons and all that and apparently it is and i did not realize that that apparently he did other things outside of just writing like for espn's and stuff
0: uh, Fun fact, uh, or fun pandemic fun fact, Steven Soderbergh also directed Contagion.
1: Well, there you go. I do too. Which also, because we said he had all this range and everything, lead to probably how he was able to convince this giant main cast to star in three movies, which... I don't know about you all, and I, I'm not gonna say it's the first time. It probably not, because obviously we have the Rat Pack and everything. But this was one of the first times I remember in my life. Obviously, 2001 was a long, long time ago. That like, oh my gosh, I've never seen so many like big names put into one movie. And eh.
0: yeah, this was definitely this was the most ambitious crossover in history at the time. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, which I'll kind of go over that with all the main uh, main cast, and these were all the people that kind of were basically in all the movies. Except one, which I'll get to. And obviously, we have George Clooney playing Danny Ocean, the, the leader person. Matt Damon playing Linus Caldwell. Brad Pitt playing Rusty Ryan. <laughs> what a name. Um, Don Cheadle playing Basher Tarr. Uh, Bernie Mac playing Frank Catton. Uh, Andy Garcia, Terry Benedict. Casey Affleck playing Virgil Malloy. And then Scott Can playing Turkmoy. Uh, Elliot Gold playing Ruben. Shabo Quinn plays the amazing Yen. Um, Eddie Jemison plays uh, Livingston Dell. And then uh, we have Carl Reiner plays Saul Bloom. Um, Scott Schwartz plays Bruiser. Jeremy Wintra plays Denny Shields. And then, obviously, we have Julia Roberts playing Tess Ocean, who actually apparently only played Piers in the first two, which I actually did not remember that she apparently did not show up into the last one.
0: They have divorced, don't they?
1: I don't remember. I thought the whole thing was them being divorced and back together. That was the whole shtick. <laughs> um, those were obviously the main cast, and then I'll talk a few of the notable ones that are in multiple of the movies or just kind of show up. Of You have Eddie uh, Lizard playing Roman, uh, Vincent Cassel playing the Night Fox, Bruce Willis playing Bruce Willis, and then Catherine Zeta-Jones uh, playing Isabel, which obviously that's not even everybody. That's just all the big names that I just grabbed so that way I didn't spend like a whole yeah. hour reading names.
2: Yeah, it's a cast, man. Like I know it's like a cast now, like obviously, right? Because there's such Everybody big names. they big names then though. That early that <laughs> yeah, I mean like that late, that late nineties, early two thousands, like we talked about it when we used to do like the reviews of like Seven and you know the departed. Those were like studded casts. Now everything's more like, oh, you have like one main guy and some like lesser known actors, but
1: that was a cast yeah. for multiple. Yeah, movies. I don't know if anybody has a favorite one um character for the most part. Danny Ocean, like, George Clooney's the best. (laughs) No, I mean, it is great, I mean, George Clooney's great in these movies as the leader, but it's funny, because, like, it is one of the few movies, I don't know if he's necessarily my favorite, I have to think about it, but it is one of the few movies where, like, the leader actually is the best person, or, like, usually the favorite. Yeah, like,
0: there's, I I also think it's hard, too, because, like, when we watch Clooney in anything, like, he just has insane charisma, like, people want to be George Clooney on camera. Um, and I just don't think, like, anybody else, because he has that, like, he has that hot guy attitude, but also is really, like, hilarious and, like, dry humor and, like, craps on everybody. And is I don't know, I, 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 George Clooney's my favorite, but I guess if I had to go not George Clooney, it would probably be, probably Brad Pitt. Probably Brad Pitt. Or John Cheadle. Probably Brad Pitt. I'm. I'm gonna go Brad Pitt if not George Clooney.
2: Yeah, without like the main two, I think Don Cheadle, mainly because what what's the one where he wears like the American I jacket? I think That's
1: the second one, if I remember correctly. I think that's Ocean's I think Twelve. He's the second one.
2: Yeah, that one, that's great. Like, I i like his character. Uh, But, I mean, obviously, like, it has to be uh George Clooney just because he just carries everything so well. Like, that dude is in a star studded cast, like, but on an island by <laughs> yeah. himself. <laughs>
0: yeah, like...
2: And this is, like, the same franchise that has, like, Al Pacino in yes. it at one point, right? Like, this is... Uh, and he's still the main guy. But I think outside of the main two, um, I think I'd have to go with Bert, uh Don Cheadle.
0: Yeah. I also go. think it's really interesting, too, because, like... I just from the perspective of I like looking at hot actors this is also filled with a lot of really attractive dudes George Clooney's still the top like I don't care (laughs) this is also um, um this is also
1: peak Matt Damon making the Bourne uh movies by the way
0: oh you know I've never liked Matt Damon
1: wow I like wow. Matt
0: Damon. I, I like
2: Matt Damon until we watch The Departed again. Yeah, but that's like, oh, like yeah. Matt Damon before <laughs> all this,
1: though. Matt, Matt Damon to get to this point. <laughs> yeah, I don't ever want to I mean, see I The Departed. Like, I like Matt Damon The Born.
0: Rewatching The Departed for that Patreon episode, that reminded me that Scorsese is an overrated director and that man needs an editor. Oh. Uh, but I will say, just like, I'm. I didn't think, I haven't thought a lot about Ocean's Eleven and I didn't think that I remembered a lot but seeing these names next to each other I am remembering how well all of the actors like this ensemble cast worked and played off of each other. Yes. And I think that that's like the problem that you end up with like when you have a film that has too many characters it always feels like too many characters if they don't work well together and if they don't have good chemistry whereas oceans 11 has this gigantic main cast and they all work well together it's
1: also one of those which we kind of i mean fun fact they all kind of took like pay cuts to be able to get in here by the way <laughs> but obviously that's
0: amazing and i want who who convinced them like did george Clooney just be like hey guys i just want to make a movie with well brokes. the funny thing
1: apparently <laughs> that's been the running joke for this was apparently george Clooney sent a 20 dollars bill with the script to julia roberts with the joke of like, I heard you made twenty from Aaron Brockovich when she made twenty million dollars, do it. That's and amazing. And she signed on. Um, but no, that's amazing. Yeah, basically you have all this these, and that's the thing with ensembles is they're good, but obviously. You, We have this big cast, they also have to understand each of their roles. Because I think the problem we get with the ensembles is that you get either one character takes too much, or one character takes too little, or you end up, or somebody has an issue, or just doesn't play right, whereas these all just seem to be, these are pretty much almost all A-lifters for the most part, or B-lifters up, and you still get... Yeah, I
0: also, I also think one of the things, and and people use trope as a dirty word, and it's a bad Uh, word. I don't, I don't, tropes are not bad. Tropes are really good. And when characters are built around a trope and they know how to play to that trope and that strength, you end up with a cohesive cast that knows where they are. And I think that that's something that this really nails and kind of establishes for everybody else too.
1: Um, But yeah, so kind of moving on from the cast, we can kind of go to the movie ratings, Um, and the funny thing looking this up is, obviously, these are not like the super high we rated movies that we think they are, they're just beloved by everybody, and they actually do a lot more than what they're rated for. Um, So we have Ocean's Eleven in 2001, is actually rated 83 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 IMDb, 74 on Metacritic. Um, That's the peak, apparently. (laughs) Um, And then you have Ocean 12, 2004, 54 on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 IMDb, 58 Metacritic, Ocean 13, 2007, 69 Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 IMDb, 62 Metacritic, and then I will throw in Ocean's 8, apparently 2018, who apparently did get a 69 Rotten Tomatoes, 6.9 IMDb, and 61 Metacritic.
0: You know, these aren't high scores, but they're consistent. This was a consistent franchise, and I think that that's something that we should call out, because how many times have we done a franchise on this podcast, and it's like 80, 50,
1: 10? Well, what also we get from here, too, which people seem to forget and don't know, the first one is a giant heist. The first one we know is straight heist film. The second ones involve heist, but they involve a lot more of, like, what if we just go steal... I want my wife back. Or what if we want, like, to get my friend back. Or we get a lot of weird, like... What
0: if I steal her heart instead of... Yeah, this what thing?
1: if I, you know, we get a lot of this weird creativity. And even uh, the director, you know, D, uh, Steven or whatever, talked about, like, basically Ocean 12 was his favorite film because he was allowed to do, to use these characters and be creative and add more, like, kind of stakes, but just kind of more than just getting the money.
0: Look... I would let George Clooney steal my heart. I'm sorry, Matt, but I would let that man heist my heart. It's okay. I'd let him heist your heart, too. Oh I wouldn't even be mad about it.
2: <laughs> uh, I I just didn't really know <laughs> what to <laughs> say there. <I> to, <laughs> There's I just, a lot of ways I, just, I could I go. Thought that right. gonna, ho- I was ho- hoping you were going to wheel us well, I I back think, in. I, I, um, But... <laughs> Uh, I was going to try, but I think I, just when it goes yeah, to Thirst and stuff, I just can't. It was a joke
0: about him stealing hearts instead of money. Because he's a caring man.
1: But no, we do get like, they him. do get a lot more like creative in the later movies, in the sequels, which some people, it doesn't hit for everybody. You know, they end up trying just like the whole point just to screw over Vincent Castle's character more than anything else. Like, it's not just we're stealing money to leave to go live rich. It's let's just have fun with this. Which obviously ends up being a hit or miss, depending on who you are.
0: Vincent Castle is the actor that I never remember until I see him. And then I remember him.
1: I'm a fan. Wish he was a more
0: fan. I'm a, no, I'm a fan too. But I'm just saying, like he, I never remember him until I see his face. And I'm like, oh, you did all those things.
1: Yes. Um... But yeah, no. So then, obviously, they so despite all of whatever rating things, they did win some awards. Um, Ocean's Eleven won four awards and nominated for twenty more. Ocean's Twelve won four awards, nominated for ten more. Ocean Thirteen won one award, nominated for five more. And then technically, Ocean's Eight did win like three awards and nominated for sixteen more. I
0: want to know what they were. They which ones? For, no, for Ocean's Eight, they were a was lot of the there. There
1: were a lot of the women once. That's all it was.
0: Okay, I was like because they better not have been costuming because they went to the Met Gala in freaking standard ass dresses. I think ba- like, they like they would have stood out for not being dressed up like the rest of the people at the Met. Gala. So it makes me sad. So
1: the main thing I got from that was basically re- everybody likes Rihanna and so she got awards awards
0: that's fair <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. um that's basically what i got from reading those Cause like oh wow this one not clicking like rihanna rihanna i was like oh okay i, I understand people like rihanna but to
0: be fair rihanna's character was actually the best rihanna and kate blanchett but that's because kate blanchett can literally do nothing wrong
1: yeah um so does anybody have anything before we kind of get into these hi the but why those i don't think so all right so getting into the but why though there's actually it's weird because i don't have a lot here but i do have at least some so we can see where we go and obviously we start with successful franchise um it's only three um i say this because it's only three movies and then technically a spinoff like 11 years later despite not being super highly rated within i guess critics even though the first one is kind of like revered um it still won quite a bit of awards you know as we said 12 awards 51 nomination it's technically the 56 highest grossing franchise worldwide it made uh, 1.42 billion dollars and this is despite like only, not only just four films, but the fourth film being the lowest box office money despite being all the 2018 inflation we get. <laughs> um, which is also probably says about how bad that movie bombed at the box office um, that it couldn't beat. Um, as of the re- um, I said also every re- week before kind of like the takeover of inflation box office money um so like to kind of put you know because if you look at like the release year of 2001 at this point only like two movies had ever even hit one billion dollars in the box office uh harry potter that year would be like the number three movie um now there's 47 movies (laughs) and so you're like oh wow and then you know of these 47 you know only three of them were made before 2001 or before with jurassic parks being weird of it got to a billion dollar re-release in like 2018 or some shit um but, you know, it's just kind of like it makes a lot of movie, it makes a lot of money, but just it doesn't look like a lot when we compare it to nowadays because of how much inflation in box office has kind of been overvalued due to inflation. What?
0: Really quickly, on the note of movies before 2001 that made over a billion, I just want to know that if you're listening right now, did your parents take you to see Titanic as a child? Mine did. Because I, f- mine did too. Yours did too, Adrian. Yeah. So if you're listening, yeah. tell us if your parents took you to see Titanic for whatever reason, because they knew how that was going to end. Like, I would just like to know why, why? Titanic
1: is by far why? the most, the greatest movie mystery when you look at just pure data of box office that I've ever seen from all the episodes we've done of 177 and how much I spend time doing it. I I, I could do a whole episode on just talking about why is Titanic... What happened with Titanic in nineteen ninety? I mean, we
0: probably should do a Titanic episode, but also <laughs> neither of my parents like any genre that has anything remotely to do with Titanic. So I don't, I still don't understand how I ended up there, but we were there in an entire row with my theas and everything.
1: It's it is fascinating. Um, for those of you who don't know, Titanic is still the third highest grossing movie ever. In which it is also from nineteen ninety seven. In which basically the top ten consists of every movie after twenty fifteen. Um, that's about how much it is. It um, kind of puts a perspective of kind of like *Punisher two two, um, 2*. It was the fifth highest-grossing movie in 2001, and it made 450.7 million dollars. Um, to, to put that, um, like I said, perspective of 2019, the last year we real year we have movies, the fifth place movie made 1.12 billion dollars. So a difference of like 600 million, and yet they both finished the same place. And that's basically how we see movies. Um, which is why box office money doesn't mean that much these days. Um,
2: yeah, I wish there was like a site that would like compare like oceans to other heist movies. So we can see kind of like <laughs> where it falls in terms of like how much money it made. Um, um, I will really say,
1: cool. depending on how you count it. R.I.P. Box Office Mojo. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Come on, Box <laughs> Office Mojo. This is the perfect franchise for this kind of data. Um, I we will don't say, have it.
1: from what I looked at, just taking it from... Gathering the fifty-six highest—I'm pretty sure it's the highest franchise that has just straight heist movies, depending on where you count things.
0: Also, if we had Box Office Mojo, we could see where it stacked up against things with "Ocean" in the name of the movie. Oh my god!
2: Yeah, or stacked up against you know these actors' other movies to see who peaked at Ocean's Eleven.
1: <laughs> um, to be honest, I don't know if any of them actually—maybe pe- Andy Garcia. That's about the only one I can think of.
0: No, don't put that on Andy. No, that man is a character actor. He was Stanley Tucci before Stanley Tucci. (laughs) You leave that man out of this.
1: That's the only one I can think of. Uh, Yeah. Eddie Eddie, uh, Jimson plays the same character in all the movies, so I don't know if that matters. I don't even know. Look up the...
0: Oh, is that the... Just look him up and
1: you will gladly... Once you see him, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he plays the same
0: character. Oh yeah
1: so i don't know if that's
0: i never like his character it's the
1: anything. same character in every single movie
0: it's squeaky character yes he is anyway keep going
1: okay like um uh, which kind of gets into the next but why though outside of that is kind of heist movies we've kind of been bringing it around we talked about it for most part but um by tw- 2001 heist movies have kind of been kind of begun to slow and kind of down. Um. dwindle because as we get to the end of, like, the 90s, we have this, like, cinematic criminal crime wave kind of, like, of movies where you get, like, all, every movie in the 90s, which we look at some of the franchises, some crime, some, like, high-dealing things, and it's also just, like, very, uh, you know, action-packed, per se. Um, They call them Violet and Bleak, and then, you know... But this whole thing was kind of dying down by the end of the 90s, and so, like, you go from having, like, casino... Uh, Fargo, Heat in the early to mid-90s, you know, even technically Out of Sight was a big one that George Clooney talks about when they go to make this movie, um, to basically get Carter, uh, Heist, (laughs) Jackie Brown, the big hit, who all kind of, like, don't do well at all at the end. And even, I think, you get, like, uh, the big score, I think, or something like that, is also, I think, releases this year with um, Robert De, uh, De Niro that doesn't do well. And so they all just do terribly, and so they're kind of like you know it's all dying down. So it kind of this movie kind of comes out and kind of changes the whole landscape uh, landscape of what a heist movies were. Um, first of all, you get this large ense- ensemble type cast, which, um, like I said, for us this was like the first time I've seen this many like quote unquote A lifters to B plus yeah. lifters all in one movie. Um, not saying how all these end up movies are, but you st- you start getting more of these, especially in the heist movies. This, um, this you make-
0: th- I feel like this kind of sets the standard because, like, when you think about heist movies that we get now, are like going after too. Because you have a uh, like now, you see me Triple Frontier, even like you get these giant casts.
2: Well, I think that you I think you have to have you have to have a big cast for this movie because you're basing it off of like the movie that has yes, a Rat absolutely. Pack in it. Like, yeah, you know, you, you, you kind of have to have a big ensemble cast, or just doesn't work. And a big ensemble cast of, like, really good A-list Yeah, which obviously, like I said,
1: so not only do we get this ensemble cast, we also, as we mentioned, the Rat Pack, which also kind of lead to eventually remakes and adaptations of, like, more movies, which we'll kind of get into, kind of a a few of these, where they start remaking old heist movies. Um, You also get, like, it moves away from this violence, bleak, gritty type movies that we saw, to this more, like, quote-unquote, smart, jokey, lighter tone movies for a heist
0: does smoke and aces count as a heist movie
1: i don't know because the definition of heist movie kind of varies um depending on how you want to count it which we'll kind of see in a second and also the main thing you get from this too what we see a lot is a lot of them end up with the goal of the movie is everybody the movie is supposed to be smarter than the audience and the audience is supposed to be able to keep up with what is all happening which we see a lot in this movie and we get a lot more later. And that's probably the, one of the biggest things we see, which is kind of part of that whole smart part. Um, which we can get into, kind of like, as we said, lead the way for these new movies, which Kate and Adrian kind of mentioned some of, like, the perfect score, which, by the way, has Scarlett Johansson and uh, what's his name, Captain America in here, Chris Evans. I
0: forgot about that movie. <laughs> yep,
1: we have the the first actual. That's uh, the one when yes, right? they steal
0: tests, right? They
1: still SAT scores. Um, yeah. The Art of the Steel yeah. which is Kirk Russell which is also another comedy uh, movie you have going uh, going in style as Kate mentioned now you see me masterminds which is the one with uh, gal and his post uh, what's it called hangover stuff um, as we mentioned we had some of these remake banks and comeback adaptations with fun and fun with Dick and Jane Pink Panther the Italian jobs the lady Killers The Italian
0: we... jobs is a re is it a remake. That I think we need not more Italian jobs. I would take more Italian jobs. Yes. Though. But like that was the perfect like confluence of remake and like stellar cast.
1: Yes. I like, really like the new Italian job. It's great. Um, you get I a young get Ed to... Norton in that one. Which eventually gets all the way down to the point of the style keeps going on. Which we get to eventually as Adrian mentioned at the top of the show of Ant-Man. Where we get even Marvel movies have turned now into this kind of whole heist thing. And it, That's and a the wider reason tone. that
0: movie is good. Because it's a heist movie.
1: Yes. Um, so we get all these movies, whether they're adaptations, remakes, and everything else. But it actually becomes such the norm for heist movies. That all of a sudden what used to become normal, like this whole like reverse cycle back in the 90s. We get, actually get success to other movies that use sort of some of the stuff, but then they kind of use maybe more the violence or the gritty part. And then that's where we get, like, The Town, Inside Man, Hell or, or High Water. And as Kate has meant Drive, technically, which is a heist movie, by the way. <laughs> and then Triple Frontier, just to make Kate happy. Of uh, You get Big Name, but then it's also more of, like, action than than Yeah,
0: packed. no, I'm talking about Triple Frontier because that cast... Is good and it was a Netflix movie, guys. And if you haven't seen *Triple Frontier*, I really think you should. You get Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal talking Spanish to each other to make jokes about the white dudes around them. It's actually really cool. You have Ben Affleck. You have uh, an Eastwood, I think. It's either an Eastwood or a Hemsworth. It's I don't. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> look at their pictures. They they all squint and they all look kind of the same. Um, but yeah, no, Triple Frontier, I actually really like because you have the extended, you have the big star power cast, you have the assembly of a team, and then it goes into like really deep, like, oh, people leave the military messed up, and now they're using these things because they think they deserve the money, and oh God, what's happening? Um, but yes, no, I just really wanted to mention that because I just really like Triple Frontier.
1: Which we also get kind of in Wrath of Man as well. With the whole yeah. military thing, which is it also remi- on the list, Wrath
0: of Man reminded me of Triple Frontier, honestly. Yes, uh,
1: but no, it's kind of weird because you get all these movies, and obviously this is just some of the list that I named that we kind of might have known. There's still a ton more out there. Um, <laughs> as we mentioned, I don't know if y'all had any other favorites going from here, but is uh, does Baby Driver? So Baby is it Driver Baby to- I have sure. Drive Drive on here. I couldn't remember Drive. The- Drive They're and Baby like Driver movies. are different movies. Drive
0: has Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Um, I Drive is a heist movie. Yes. I think Baby Drive, Baby Driver's built. like I didn't a see it counts.
1: on the technically the quick yeah. lift I looked, but also like.
2: <sighs> it's kind of built that way. Like there's height. There, I mean, there's like planning and well, stuff. I, I don't know I,
0: I mean, asked about Smoky Naces. because smoking Well, that's what I said kind of because
1: like when it came to the heist movie, it's weird because you do kind of have this weird new genre of like. Is it more of an action flick that happens to yeah. have a crime, or is it a crime movie that may have some yeah. action? Yeah, um, no, that's why. I think I... That's a... So that's kind of been the weird white like, thing. Because obviously, when you look at like the town, or even Inside Man or Hell or High Water, especially, um, you get more of this other types of movies, which are completely different than, say, Fun with Dick and Chain.
2: Yeah, I guess it's not technically a heist because like they're trying to do to them get away. Like this dude's like literally a getaway driver. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, it came to mind for me mainly because like, I mean, it doesn't have obviously this kind of cast, but I mean, Jamie Foxx at the time, is yeah. still huge Kevin Spacey before, you know, all the things. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. good, good cast there. I think the only thing I can think of when it comes to, obviously not heist movie, but when it comes to like big ensemble casts that we've seen, the only thing, other thing I can think of really is like, what, like knives out in like yeah. the last yeah. 10 years, that has been this big of a cast.
1: well, the we funny really thing is, I think, like, that. The Art of the Steel is actually a big one that actually, but it doesn't do well. Like, there's actually, if you look at some of the heist movies, there's actually some that have, like, these very big casts. They just actually kind of suck. Like, I think yeah. that, there's another movie, like, called, like, The Heist, which I think has, like, De Niro and everybody yeah. else in there. And it's, That sounds weird. Baby Driver is a bells.
0: heist movie. It is listed on the most iconic heist movies.
1: I know if you look list. at those lists, it was just weird because I kept outside the like the few like that were the Battle same. The highest, well, that's why I said outside the few, like depending on what list you went, depending on what yeah. criteria they used.
0: Yeah, um, um, I do want to point out that I do think uh, just looking at casts after Ocean's Eleven, I actually think that the Now You See Me casts are probably the most stacked um, because if you look yeah, at the first cast. one, you have Mark Ruffalo, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. Um, Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, the Franco brother who isn't awful, and Amy Adams.
1: <laughs> I liked the first one. It wasn't that bad of a movie.
0: I such... No, that's not Amy Adams. That's Isla Fisher. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. Because um, I do that.
1: The second one I never actually saw because it kind of came and went so fast.
0: Yeah, I never saw that one, but it has the same cast. Oh, I know it has the same the cast. Addition, with the addition of Daniel Radcliffe. He does yeah. magic that's funny
1: <laughs> i also found there's a looking through this by the way there's also apparently a movie called trust that stars elijah wood and nicholas cage
0: yeah also jason statham has been in a lot of movies with the word
1: job in it <laughs> um but yeah like i said it's kind of weird Inside because
0: man that's a good one yes that's but why... that's not about like big cast that's really just about you
1: know well that's why i said it kind of goes they have like the whole big cast part and then lead to the different things and then like I said it almost turns into what is a lighter type movie and then what yeah. is a and like a quote, so quote, quote, comedy or prefer? i mean do you
0: prefer the darker ones or it dep- i mean
1: honestly i think it depends on what we're going for i personally like because i i personally like the oceans one because i do like the smart trying to keep up feel per se that they try to leave on which even like now you see me does it pretty well at least the first one um i don't know if it's the best but like it is does pretty well um even like i said just the kind of like the one thing of like what is actually happening you know can you keep even like i mean i know knives out technically ends up being a murder mystery but it falls in that whole thing of like the audience of like what is happening which is pretty cool i prefer those but i mean obviously you can't get wrong with like inside man or even i didn't care for the town i thought the town was overrated but apparently the oscar people loved it um
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't need like super dark and gritty. I I don't think when I need when I think about these kind of movies. I mean, when I go into this, like I'm, I I want to see an ensemble cast like you know vibe off each other and have a good time. And if it does it in like an Ocean's Eleven fashion, dope. If I don't need to get like all serious and like hyper focus on the movie, then then I'm good. If it's easy to follow and the cast are funny and they rip off each other, you know, and the plots there, so, that's yeah, all I, think, I really care about.
0: I was gonna say I think it's the same thing for me. Like I just want a cast that
1: works together
2: yeah that's why i think why now you see me works well because they're just they just work which i think
1: we get to the whole funny thing which i think i kind of do like when it comes to smart stuff of like you get a lot of these jokes where like you have the main heist but usually they're working smaller jobs and they wait either there's usually comedic like timing for all those
0: it just makes me think of is it the rick and morty episode where they they have the heist bot yes where they yeah where they plan out a heist
1: See that the, yeah. that episode's actually great because it makes fun it's of all really this good. the whole entire op- things of like making a heist yeah. of a heist of like with a flip reveal. Yeah.
0: I will I I will be like really honest. Like I personally do really love heist movies. I think it's why I really love Ant-Man so much, because Edgar Wright, like, understands that genre. Um, because I think like when It's not that they're not taking themselves seriously. It's that I really enjoy movies that utilize ensemble casts by using tropes in an effective way. It's also why I like like ensemble action movies too. But I think heist just nails something different because kind of like you said, Matt, like you get this plan mapped out and you have to follow the plan as you go through. And like, I don't care about like the action or dark or gritty. I just want cast that's like good together.
1: Which is kind of Also, like we... I feel
0: like now you see me works because Woody Harrelson has chemistry with a freaking log. Like, he can literally work <laughs> off of
1: anybody. <laughs> Which, obviously, we even get to the, We get some of this whole, like, smarter stuff if you watch, like, even the Italian job. You get some of that in there where it ends up being uh, basically mm-hmm. Edward Norton versus Robert De Niro. Is that one correct? can't remember. I get him and Pacino um, mixed up all the time. But yeah, like, they, them two end up playing, like, a game of who is actually smarter than each other. And you get to see that, and it it turns into this whole, like, you know, who, you see the plan, you know the plan's not going to work how it is, but the question is, where does it defect, and where does it, like, uh, make up, or what happens? Yeah. Which I don't, don't think you get in a lot of the violence movies, which, I mean, some of them are pretty no. good.
0: Like... I guess it's a thing too, is like I feel like all the dark ones are about like somebody in the crew turning on you and like that's just that's not fun to me. I wanna see all these rider dies like ready to just Well you know, that's I mean, the great thing about
1: the Italian together. job. The Italian job is literally somebody betrays you, but the whole thing is it's not like oh we're gonna go back for revenge, it's oh I left you out and you're screwed, good luck.
0: Yeah. Well see and I even I'm okay, now you see me in the paying up well, like that. Well no 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 so like I'm okay with like the you know, there was the one person who turned on the crew, now the crew has figured out. But like I feel like in those movies it's like that one person turned on the crew, got them all sent to prison for so long and now they're out and now they're trying like I, I don't care. I don't care. Like what age give me people vibing off each other. That's all I want. It is like, funny
1: by the way, because this whole ocean movie starts with uh George Clooney getting out of prison. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Church, Clooney
1: though he definitely doesn't look like he just got out of prison that's for sure
0: nope it's that
1: Floby? <laughs> um but yeah obviously that's about all I have for this really um it's just yeah. kind of because it, it's a weird thing that kind of like it happened in a bubble per se but and it wasn't a lot we don't get a lot more of it um yeah but it was I, it was just good what it did that I ended up like I said it ended up finding an entire genre for the moving yeah. forward
0: And I do want to say, too, like, I think the reason that Ocean's 8 doesn't work for me, like, as a film, is that the the cast that they got, it very much felt like they needed to check off boxes for things. And so when you actually get them all together, like, they don't work well together. Like, each of them works well on their own. And, like, Cate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway, like, they can pretty much act with anything. And so that's really good. Sandra Bullock's fun by herself, but she kind of, like... She kind of sucks everything out of the room in a different way. And I like, I love her. I love Sandy to death. But like it, it kind of like nobody else kind of like has that command at the same time, like when they're all together. Um, And so like, I think that that's why Ocean's 8 doesn't work. Like the heist was too simple. There wasn't a lot of like pieces that go into it. And you missed a lot of that chemistry that made the Ocean's movies good
1: you don't get and the I high stakes that, that, that you get problem. in the other ones
0: exactly it's just it's a stand and then they go to the met gala and they, they they're wearing freaking like standard dresses like the met gala is insane like rihanna honey you've been to the met gala before <laughs> why did you not tell costuming to do something bigger um but yeah no I, and I, I think that it's important at least for me to point out like why i don't like that one and why that one didn't work because it's kind of like you can try to replicate magic, but if you don't put actual thought into the cast and how the cast will work with each other, then you're not going to end up with a film that kind of like hits those Ocean 11's notes, even if you yeah. even if it's just an ensemble cast pulled together for a heist. Like you actually have to get cast members that work well together.
2: Yeah, this it seemed to me like even when I saw the trailer, it seemed like who is the biggest actors of 2017? <laughs> Or actresses in 2017. Let's all put them in the movie and like hope they vibe yeah. off each other. Uh, but I think when I when I look at it, I think they're not that it's not that the actors are too big. But I think you're right when you talk about like you put Sandra Bullock in a movie and you expect you know like Mindy to out you know to hang with Sandra Sandra Bully. Like, no, it's not gonna happen. And they have uh, and I think and I, I think the other cast was diverse as in like they were actually yeah. more diverse, but. Their, uh, personalities and stuff were just like, just meshed better. Uh, and these,
0: I I think it's also, I think what also for me about this cast is it felt like a lot of the, a lot of the personalities were manufactured. Like I didn't, whereas like the oceans 11 cast, like those felt like, like I could see all those guys out of character hanging out and talking the way that they were talking in character Whereas like I felt yeah. very much like the Ocean's Eight women were putting on airs about it. And like that that just sucks. Cause like I could make a killer Ocean's 8 like lineup in my head and it would not be what we got. Like where's Salma yeah. Hayek? Like the fact that Salma Hayek isn't in a heist movie, yeah, like
2: I don't know, man. Anyway. Like, have you seen her in anything?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, but I, I do think that that's important because you can't just because we talked a lot about how we like these ensemble casts. And I think that there are a lot of examples as to why you can't just choose big names and put them together. You actually have to have people who want to work together and work well together. So I think you see the same thing happen with Statham movies when he's with people that don't work with him that well, because them is really yeah. dry and witty and good and humorous if he's with people who can match that energy otherwise he's just kind of like a wet towel
1: which is why ensembles i think get the highest praise but they also get like the biggest risk because it is like a high risk or high reward yeah but also we get to the point of which the main thing for me when it comes to ensemble you you have to have and I, I know you talk about like chemistry and everything else for me like it has to be like the level of like everybody has to be able to act at the same level to yeah. fall in place like George Clooney and Brad Pitt fall on the same level. Even with Matt Damon, fall on the same level. Don Cheadle, fall on the same level. It's when you get this weird, like, you know, like, if you put, you know, some when you get, like, the weird ones, like when Robert Downey Jr. played with some other people that, like, in some of those later movies when he was after Iron Man, like, cool, but it just doesn't fit because the level of, the biggest problem example.
0: I know Rihanna's the one that got the awards, but she's a singer she's not no she's no. not Kate blanchett like, <laughs> probably the
1: biggest one we think of is like uh even solo we got like a few years ago when they yeah, tell the Solo Solo's where a really like good everybody around the main character was way better actor actors than the main character yeah, and so the whole ensemble falls apart
0: that, that's and actually I, really fair
1: and i think that's what you get the ensemble for me like where they work or not is how what is the talent of your ensemble cast and they all have to match you cannot have a super weak link or you can but they have to be like the least cared about character
0: rogue one is a heist movie also phenomenal extended cast and they all can act their asses off every single one of that cast does a good job well the thing is
1: they don't all have to be like great actors they all have to be on the same level well, no,
0: listen, they have to hold their own in scenes and like i feel i always feel bad yeah. when i write that in a review like oh this person was a scene stealer and it's not that they don't deserve to shine, but it's the fact that if you have your lead, I guess for solo as an example, which is also a heist movie, uh...
1: they still gasp. <laughs>
0: do we care? It's still a heist movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean,
2: it's it's twenty twenty one, so I, okay, that, <laughs> that I is think I think that's fair. fair. Did
0: they put it in plastic bags though? Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, but you have like you have to have a linchpin. Like you have to have a good. You have to have a good ensemble, and people can be scene-stealers, but when the scene is being stolen from your main character, that's when it gets into, like, that territory of, like, these people aren't vibing well with each other. Like, in Solo, I actually preferred watching Amelia Clark with Woody Harrelson's character because that worked better for me because they were kind of on the same wavelength. Um,
1: And...
2: Is Inception?
1: Technically, I think. Once again... And that's also a movie. Yeah. To the also, and they a all work, cast. and hey, it works count? great. Like I said,
0: because they're all on the same level.
1: Yeah. Once again, ensembles—they—they they will throw you to the peak of the top of the mountaintop. The problem is, if you miss, you're going <laughs> off the other end, and they're falling all the way down. Yeah. Because it's hit or yeah. miss with ensembles. It's
0: hard for me too, because like when you look at this cast, like I'm sorry, like Aquafina. Actually, Aquafina and Rihanna, and I think Mindy can hold her own, but like Aquafina and Rihanna, I don't think that they hold their own with like Sarah Pulse and Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, and Sandra Bullock. No. Like, they they don't. Like, they, and I don't know if it's just because, like, I I want to build my own Ocean's Eight cast because what makes me mad is an all female heist movie can be great. That movie was just not, and now we're not going to get another one.
2: Also, you're going to have. Did they not see Hitman's Bodyguard? Like,. Like, why didn't you put Salma Hayek in your movie after so that? the that's, that's
1: is, Isn't she yes, getting, like, a no, sequel? That she is like, getting her sequel, like...
0: Like... I'm so excited. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you could have just put Salma Hayek in it, and it would have been probably infinitely better just because she can hold her own against those yeah. other actresses. Like,
0: I would definitely keep Anne Hathaway and Sandra Bullock in a heist movie because I think they just work. I would put Selma Hayek and uh, I would put Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph would be dope in a heist movie. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm i I'm gonna fan cast my own oceans. 8. I'm still really hurt and left down by it, but anyway. Uh more heist movies. Like just in general. I do want more heist movies. I, I miss them, I like them.
1: I think the problem we get is kinda like what we've got with like kinda what we how we started this thing to get to heist movies, is you get basically the same that it wears out audiences, which is kinda what we got towards the end, um, which kinda brings back full circle if we go to like from What I was reading of seeing like Widows was supposed to take up this new torch of doing that, and then yeah. and even like Ocean's Eight or whatever, they both just bomb so bad. Um, Widows actually is critically claimed, but just nobody saw the damn movie, and then obviously,
0: Widows was phenomenal.
1: Um, Ocean's Eight just bombs across the board. Like I said, it despite inflation, it doesn't make more than even the third movie um, worldwide, and that had 11 year <laughs> inflation jump.
2: Yeah, trade out, trade out Aquafina for. Ming Nong win, and give me Mulan in there. Let her kick people in the face. Oh, God, there's just it could have just been, it could have been different. We could have, could have done a lot different. of stuff.
1: Um, anything else before we get to fun facts?
2: Uh, no, I did want to mention one of my favorite heists, um, in like pop culture. That it's like more like Mimi is definitely like the uh, the Futurama heist. Remember the Futurama heist when they when they're on yes. Mars and they they, they rob a like, the casino, um, yeah. which basically oceans oceans yeah which i mean i think we
1: get a lot of those in a lot of animation it's definitely like i said we had the uh rick and morty futurama i think family guy does a few of them if i remember correctly um uh, yeah they but, you know a few. it definitely becomes a very popular thing all right uh kate anything for fun facts uh no Okay, so some fun facts. Obviously, there's still no plans for a fourth movie, or technically a fifth movie, but technically a fourth movie. Um, basically, from what I've feathered, obviously the uh, main thing is Bernie Mac uh, sadly dying. Uh, basically hurt a lot of people's interest in trying to come back uh, to, the, to make it, ob- obviously along, along with this interest among the cast. Um, Topher Grace makes an appearance in the first two movies as himself, um, which is great if you remember those, as he's basically Brad Pitt's, like, protege, um, in the first movie, and then the second one, um, does a thing, and he was actually scheduled to make an appearance in the third one, but Spider-Man 3 reshoots caused him to miss that cameo, but it is funny watching him make those weird cameos in that movie, which you kind of also get, like, Bruce Willis, who makes a cameo as himself in the movies as well. Um, he was actually originally set to play Danny Ocean, and eventually just end up making cameos. He was supposed to make cameos in both of them, but then he only could make it, so he makes in the second one, but another person where they throw in these, um, Cameos, I mean, kind of like we get with the Julia Roberts, where they tell Tess to basically play Julia Roberts, who is Julia Roberts, um, which is kind of funny of what we get there. Um, Luke and Owen Wilson were supposed to play the Malloy brothers, but they chose to do the Royal Tenenbaums movie instead. Um, so that how we kind of ended up with... Um, there actually was a few other brothers, and but eventually people just had issues, and so that's how they ended up with Casey Affleck and i can uh danny glover was actually supposed to be in that thing instead of bernie Mac, but he also dropped to play in the royal tattle bombs and so that's how they get up with bernie Mac. um george clooney actually doesn't care for the original movie and it kind of became a joke because everyone would always ask him about it and he would and tell him how much he loved it blah 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 and he'd always respond with have you ever seen the movie um basically it's all everybody saw was it had the rat pack it's amazing and apparently he realized nobody actually saw the movie they just liked the rat pack um yeah, I watched the trailer. It doesn't, it doesn't look, look, that look that good. good. It, it, I, I, I think I tried to watch it back in the day, and I was like, this isn't that good. Sorry. Um, which, yeah, speaking it's, of which, kind of like you talked about the black and white of the original one and everything, uh, uh, apparently they tried to do this. It was originally supposed to be done in black and white, kind of to, you know, homage. Um, it was too expensive. And they're like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Which is kind of interesting when you think about it. Putting something in black and white was actually more expensive than color. Yeah. Um, um, Vincent Castle, the Night Fox guy, is actually a practitioner of the Brazilian Capoeira martial arts. Um, capoeira. Capoeira. And so him actually doing all the laser fields and everything that you see in the stunts was actually not that bad as one might think. Because he is apparently very good at doing that already. Um, funny. Um, along the same lines, um, the amazing Yen, uh, Shabu Quinn, um, they actually found him through his work with the the or pecking acrobats. And essentially they found him, they kind of pawed him out, he came and played the movies, and then he kind of went right back to be an acrobat. <laughs> he just got back, got to go play movies with George Clooney and said, see you guys later. This was fun. And then obviously, fun thing, rusty Brad Pitt character, which we always know is funny, is basically always eating something in all of his, almost all of the scenes that he is in. He is eating something. And it came, you know, such a gag that basically when they, um in Ocean's the, the second one, he ends up eating like 40 shrimp. Um just waiting to keep it in reshoots and then introduction of Tess. Yeah. I
2: um yeah, I don't know if I want Yeah. I mean I'm trying to think of like if they did it again, like would I be would I want it without Bernie Mac, but I think Danny Danny Glover's a yeah. good choice. Like
1: I said, obviously there. I don't know what they're gonna do. They have been no interest. Obviously people have been having interest in it um which is kind of where we got with that weird spinoff thing that ended up failing where the kind of like people wanted more of those type of movies but they didn't have the cast or do anything and then we obviously decided we were just gonna throw all the women in the franchise
2: yeah, but I also don't, like, I don't think we need one. I think it's just fine as it is. Just move on. Give us, some, yeah, give us something Yeah, I mean, like I said, at this it's
1: point, nobody kinda... is interested in, so I think we're fine with what we get. It was interesting. Yeah. The big thing for me that I didn't realize doing this is just how long ago this ended up being. Like I said, the last one's uh, twenty or 2007, which is 14 years, basically, from there. I was like, oh... Oh, that was a long time ago. I was thinking these were, like, in the the first one came out in, like, maybe 2008 or something like that. Then it was, like, maybe 11, 12, 13. No, it was, uh... Didn't even hit 2010. 2008. Yeah,
2: I'm also okay with Bruce Willis not being, like, one of the main people as well. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, No, I mean... I love me some Bruce Willis, but I don't think he'd do good in this. No, I also uh, I
0: don't think Bruce Willis is a good ensemble cast person either. Like, I feel like he it's like he has to have like one maybe two other people, but he doesn't really work well. He doesn't play well with others, at least. So, is that because you saw the Die
1: Hard movies finally?
0: Yes, it is because I saw the Die Hard movies finally.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and this too, like he's like during this time, like what is he? What is he doing? Like he's probably coming off of like Sixth Sense or like Fifth Element, right? Uh, so yeah. he's already established himself as like being like the main guy. Yeah, I in mean, his and movies.
0: Like, too, like I'm fine with not getting any more of these, but I, I do want a heist franchise in my future. Like genuinely, I just want it. Cause heists are fun. Yeah. Like I just enjoy them overall. And I think that they're like, especially now that we're getting so many unknown actors and more expansive casts and, and not expensive cast, but like they're, There are more actors working now. There are more diverse actors now getting the spotlight. I think that you could really make a stellar heist movie now using actors from all different, like, sets and, and, like, different franchises and stuff. And I don't know. It just seems fun. I also feel like we've just moved away from, like, the ensemble action movies and ensemble heist movies. And I just want, like, large ensemble, like, romps
1: back. Well, I mean, we...
2: Yeah, or or do the thing like where you like like Ant Man, where it's like it's a comic book movie, but well, also I mean, a heist movie. That's what
1: we get. Kind of in right. the Mission Impossible movies in the later ones, we get a lot of that yeah. where it's kind of either hyped or we get some like. I personally just like the movies that basically you you know what's going on, but you don't fully know what's going on, and so it, and and obviously those are hit or miss. But you know, there's another one of those like if it pays off, it pays off, and if it doesn't, like oh, you're going off the cliff again. But like I said, I think between the last few Mission Impossibles, we kind of get that stuff in there. We have these movies, even like the Knives Out that apparently now becoming a franchise. And like I said, not very really necessarily heist movies, but it's large ensemble cast. We don't know what's happening, but we do know what's happening. Um, I guess just like I said, it's an, into, as they like to call it, intellectual and brand awareness of what your genre has become. And so to make it a smart movie versus... We're just gonna bust down the door to steal the bank. Instead we're gonna have the bank hand us all the money.
0: <laughs> That's a good way to put it, actually.
1: <laughs> but then also again, like I said, you have you have Ocean's you have Danny Ocean saying, I'll leave all this money behind for you, Julia Roberts, just to show how much I love you.
0: Because George Clooney's a good guy. <laughs> I chose George Clooney with my life. It's okay. I, he's a doctor too. He was in the ER. That's where he started, and he's been using the Floby ever since.
1: Fascinating. <laughs> um, I guess final thoughts before we get out of here.
0: I just my final thought is that I want more heist movies. I want more heist movies. I want more. Like I would have taken more oceans, not oceans eight. Don't give me that again. Please don't ever make that again. Um, if you want to make a heist movie with women, do that. Just don't tie it to oceans, and please make sure they have chemistry. Um, but I think overall, like, I, I really like the bar that Ocean's, the franchise set for everything to meet because it just, it just works. Um, and I, I want more of it. I really do. I want, I don't know. I just want more large en- ensemble. Can- it's why I liked Army of the Dead, really. Like, the, like, Army of the Dead really lives in that stuff.
1: It what? does count as a heist movie. It does show up there. I oh, yeah,
0: it think... is a heist movie. Yes. Army of the Dead was dope. Go watch it. It lives in those, like, really tropey things. It's great.
1: I just didn't bring it up because technically I don't know when this podcast released versus when oh, the release came me Army of the, the Dead
0: dropped today, so.
1: In, in movies. In
0: theaters. Yeah, not, it's okay. out on the 21st. Whatever.
1: So. Anyways, that's why I didn't mention it, but yeah, technically that is another movie that counts as a heist movie of some sort. Which I think is what we're getting kind of with the blend now. They went from full comedy or jokey light tone to now we're going to add the violence back, but it'll be light tone violence. Why I Shoot You? Um. <laughs> uh, Adrian.
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, Oceans is like another one of those examples of a franchise or just like a you know genre that didn't do it first. Obviously, right with like the Rat Pack back in the '60s, and you have other movies like Reservoir Dogs and, and things like that. But when I think about heist movies, my mind immediately goes to Oceans um, as being like the one to kick everything off. So I think that in of itself is you know why it matters so much because that gives us other things like now you see me gives us other things like Ant Man um, and things like that and. Honestly, what I'm walking away from this is that the cast is perfect and the director is the same guy who did Magic Mike. And I think that is just the range that every actor should aspire to or every director should aspire to have in their life.
1: You're not wrong. And that was the one thing because I didn't really know the director and then looking stuff (laughs) up like, wow, this guy did a lot of stuff. Uh, No, like I do hope we get heist movies. I enjoy them. Um, but I do think they are, sadly, today, trying to get pulled off. They, I think they fall into, like I've mentioned before, that action-adventure movies where we've seen so many of them that people end up like, well, it's not Ocean's Eleven's, I hate it, or it's not Indiana Jones, I hate it. And so I think that does come hard pull off, but I do like the brand and so in yeah. the genre, so I wish we would get more um, ensembles. I'm for it, but I think we sometimes get our ensembles a little too big and ends up messing up things, so I'm hit or miss with the ensemble.
0: Yeah you just they just they really have to work which I like just to reference Army of the Dead like super quick I also think that Army of the Dead kind of like puts forward both an action ensemble and a heist movie where you have like a mixed gendered group like there are like it is men and women there and it's done really well and the tropes are really really well executed. Um, and I guess, like, stereotypes, like, the, like, tropes are built... Anyway, I really enjoyed it, and I think if we can get more stuff like that, I'm hoping that this helps usher them in if it succeeds well on Netflix. Because I'll take a whole bunch of Netflix heist movies, too. Like, I'm fine with that.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll see what we get. Um, hopefully we get more. Um, obviously I don't think we'll be getting any Oceans anytime soon. Um, maybe we'll get... you we'll call, I don't know, Did Oceans 11, we'll get Lake 11. I don't know. Lake
0: I there. want... A heist movie with Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac and George Clooney. I want to see those three act together for reasons. I also think it just genuinely be good. It's
2: just too much plot on
1: screen.
2: (laughs) The movies would be able to handle it. You need you would need a bucket.
1: i think it's exactly. just what's fantastic which i mean i always talked about but like how do you get that much like talent and top in there without somebody just basically writing somebody out of the screen i think is what uh, we don't give that much credit to it's one thing from being yeah. seen stealer but just like being able to work within what you've got but anyways yeah that's all i have for that take us away i guess
0: yeah, uh, so if you enjoyed what you were listening to, head on over to patreon.com slash pc and support us a little bit more. If you want to get involved in the conversation, head on over to our Discord, discord.gg slash though because we're verified now. And you can follow us on all of our social media at PC on literally everything. And you can find me on Twitter at with Rander, where I'm probably still currently talking about AliaCard's titties. Adrian.
2: Yep, you can find me on Twitter at SuperEast93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93.
1: Matt? I'm just going to go take a break.
2: It's gonna be nothing.